what's going to be? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast, the podcast inspiring young rock and metal fans to discover new music, find a place where they can connect and feel accepted. That is what we are. So welcome to the show once again, everybody. And this one, we go in deep with how in time, in life, people change artists change and how that is a reflection of our lives going forward and how everyone goes through that journey and just really getting deep the music and find the connection within that change not only within artists but within ourselves as well so before we jump in i want to thank support for this podcast which comes from phoenix fitness so you guys know my two favorite things in the world podcasting like this and jumping into mosh pits and going nuts so i gotta make sure i gotta mosh my way and i call it being mosh pit fit so that means I need to make sure that I can go from the beginning of the first band to the end of the headliner and not have any breaks in between and just go nuts the entire time, but also have the strength to deliver those hits and be strong enough because, hey man, sometimes some people are going to try and mess you up and that might happen. So you just got to be ready for it and got to be strong enough. So I'm in the gym consistently weightlifting a lot and doing a lot of card to make sure I can stay mosh pit fit and hit my fitness goals. And you might want to hit your fitness goals as well. But you need to also prepare and recover right in order to achieve those goals. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have many types of supplements to help you achieve those goals in preparation and recovery. Such as different types of pre-workout, both sim and sim-free. I use their sim-free stuff because, guys, do I need any more energy than I have already? I don't. I think we're good here. So I use their sim-free stuff. Different types of BCAA recovery compounds to help you absorb nutrients in your muscles post-workout. Different types of creatine to help you build muscle. Different types of protein, whey-based, uh, collagen-based, plant-based protein. I use their whey-based chocolate malt flavor because that's just what I like. That's what I go with. So, yeah. Different types of multivitamins and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers on YouTube can get 20% of using code CBB20 at fnxfit.com. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now time for a feature presentation. We recorded this episode literally hours before this band's new EP dropped. It's out for you guys. Check out now and get into it right after this interview. So please welcome Brandon from the band Hostel ready to the podcast. So are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. This one is very interesting because by the time this episode released, by the time you hear this, this band's brand new EP, Trauma, will be out as of this moment. But when we're recording this, we are literally hours away from that release. So this is something I've never experienced before. It is so dang cool, and we're going to go into it. And if you like post-hardcore music that takes inspiration, that early 2000s post-hardcore sound, has some pop-centric, you know, flair thrown in there, feel like you're gonna like this one because i did so please please welcome brendan from the band hostile array to the podcast so brendan welcome to core progression podcast thanks for having me appreciate it thanks for being on man i mean like i i asked you this beforehand but now we're recording a couple hours that were right before that release man how are you feeling <laughs> it feels good to finally have everything out and and together like uh anyone who's actually followed us for a minute um probably already knows that like some of the songs have already been out that they're on the ep as like singles but uh i mean obviously in today's streaming world you know getting eyes on each individual song is a lot harder than it used to be right so uh i, I always refer to it as like a waterfall release so finally getting to wrap that up is a, a great feeling and able to honestly just kind of mentally focus on the next thing because i'm always trying to write new stuff so and I can understand that mental capacity and the mental feelings that you're going through just because if you're working on something for so long and it's done and now it's, you're just waiting for that release date ahead, it's just like, come on, come on, we got to get there. Because you've li- we've been working on this stuff for so long. You've been sitting on some of this stuff for so long as well. And it's like you just finally wanted to be out there. And we kind of talk about that waterfall. It's like, you know, finally, by the time when it releases, it's going to be like the EP got packaged into a barrel and thrown off Niagara Falls. And now it's like, woohoo, it's out into the world. And Hopefully it's the same as the people that, you know, go in barrels in Niagara Falls and then, you know, survive the fall in Niagara Falls. Oh. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it, it's nice to actually have this because like I have a really hard time focusing on the next thing until something is already either like set to release or, or be released. So like I'll actually get like a writer's block um if like i have a bunch of songs queued up ready to go and they're just not out yet because i'm like ah i really like to take um you know feedback from from other people and really kind of sit on that before i start writing the next thing not necessarily because i I want 
any external entity to have too much sway on on my writing mm-hmm. but like i i like to be able to grow based on the feedback that i get whether it be from close friends or people that actually are you know just checking out our music um so it, it, it's really hard for me to get into the zone so it's it's nice to have that released <laughs> man all of a sudden it's gonna be brendan in the zone dun, dun, dun. Yeah. we're gonna get our own theme song <laughs> for it. it's or you know just have just have a show called brendan in the zone right and then, then all of a sudden just have the little graphic come up, brendan in the zone and take the old espn dun, 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 or just reverse it and see what happens like dun, dun. you never know my something weird like that might work i've seen weird things work online in the past so it could work i don't know Oh, for sure. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, if you guys get a, you know, a cease and desist letter from ESPN, then I am sorry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this is your show, not mine. So <laughs> if anyone's getting it, it's you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Shit. <laughs> All right. Um, Disney and whoever owns ESPN, yeah, I think it's Disney. Please don't send me that. I mean, if Ice Night Kills can do their own Disney merch and you guys didn't send them a cease and desist letter, please, please, please don't send one my way. <laughs> Wasn't the whole reason they started doing that because they were like one of the few bands that were banned from playing Disney or something? Was that the whole story or something? Yeah, so the story goes that they were playing in, they were supposed to play the House of Blues in Orlando in 2019, uh, opening for Falling in Reverse. And because the House of Blues in Orlando is technically on Disney Springs property, so it's part, it's on Disney property, there's only like 12 bands that have ever been banned from playing at Disney. And Ice Nine Kills was based on their gory and, like, you know, horror-based imagery. So they had decided just to make some, like, I think it was three t-shirts. They made a Mickey as Freddy Krueger. They made a Goofy as uh, Leatherface. Then they made Donald Duck wearing a, or, like, a yellow, you know, rain jacket with a balloon about to be eaten by Pennywise. (laughs) They made it, put it out there, and Disney never sent them anything. So then they did the release again in 2021. And then their Nightmare on the Ninth for May of 2023, they did it again. So they've done it like three times. I have a feeling they probably, Disney's lawyers probably know not to touch things under parody law. So they're probably safe. They might be. So maybe, who knows? Maybe we can start doing some crazy Disney parody stuff on here. And maybe if we can get away with it, you know, we might might get some more eyes on us. We might get some more people to check us out. And all of a sudden we're going to get Hostel Ray going on tour with Ice Nine Kills. It might happen. We don't know. <laughs> Hey, one can dream, right? <laughs> well, one one can absolutely dream. So kind of going into a little bit of a different aspect with this, you know, thinking about, you know, one can dream. So now, of course, with the EP being out there, you know, what's one thing that you want to see with this EP? What's one dream you have with this EP? It seems like a really weird question to ask. It's like, oh, you know, it seems like a, like a normal interview question. Why the hell do they even ask that? I never ask this stuff like this, but I'm just going with it anyway, so screw it. <laughs> so, like, what's one hope that you have with this EP coming out, and what's one thing you want to see going forward with it? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's a fair question. Um, it, it's it's interesting because we're, we're kind of selective in, in how often and in, in how we approach uh, playing shows. Um, so we're most of us in the band have, like, you know, careers and everything outside of the music aspect um so honestly having a the ability to actually go out and and hit the road with a a larger artist um whether it be like a support for you know i kind of think of like tears you know the, like a, even if it was just like a c-level band in mm-hmm. our genre or something just having the opportunity to go out there and and do our thing for a couple weeks on the road that'd be amazing for us because like i said we don't we don't get to get out as much as we'd like um but that that's kind of like my realistic goal <laughs> um it's i know big dream big right now but I'm, i always i always like to set my uh expectations for for realistic dreams and realistic goals <laughs> that way it's like okay i can actually obtain this and if i can have obtained that then maybe i can get to the next thing after that you know just keep just keep stacking it on top <laughs> Yeah, it's instead of just thinking, okay, what are you going to do with this EP when it comes out? It's like, well, we're going to go on tour with Bad Omens in 2024. We're going to open for them. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, okay. That might be a little bit on the unrealistic side at the moment. You right. never know. It could possibly happen. But it would be kind of cool to all this. I mean, I understand where you're coming from as well. I've talked to many other bands where, you know, as growing up, you're trying to get these bands going. You're trying to get these other guys, and you're getting some traction. But in order to get that traction going, you need money. And how are you going to make money? A lot of members of the band, you know, they're going to have other jobs. You're going to have careers you might be building on as time goes on. I recently had a conversation with the guys in Woe Was Me. And like, because they're, they're they came back after 10 years off. And it was, 
Well, going out on the road, it's not as easy as it once was just because after 10 years, you know, these guys all have careers. These guys all have different responsibilities. So when they're going to go out, it's like they want to continue to go out, but they're going to be very selective of what they do because of that aspect behind it. So I understand where you're coming from, from your standpoint, but if something were to happen, let's just say, you know, the Toronto EP over the next like month or two, let's just say it blows up. Let's just say everything goes well with it. And all of a sudden, maybe, you know, those C tier bands in the inner genre want to pick you guys up and go on tour for maybe two or three weeks, or maybe a B tier band wants to pick you guys up and go on tour for like four or five weeks. I mean, wouldn't you want to potentially try and make something like that work and take that oh, opportunity as it comes? For sure. Well, and, and we're kind of in a lucky situation where most of the members in our band have uh, fairly flexible jobs. Most of us work uh, actually in tech um, for various government agencies because we're based out of Maryland. And so many jobs in this area are government based because we're so close to D.C. Makes sense. Um, so like honestly the flexibility we would definitely take something like that when i when i think of like a dream tour like i think of the bands that like inspired me to even start playing music that are still out there you know bands like under oath and things like that like hey just let me grab like you know even a few days of an opening slot on tour that would be that would be like a dream come true for me if i was like really shooting for stars but (laughs) um but in, in a more like realistic thing i was i'm thinking to myself you know um you know a, a good example is is an artist like uh johnny frank who plays as like bill murray right like mm-hmm. seeing his career trajectory actually made me want to start like seriously doing music again um because i had played in bands for you know several years um you know doing diy tours and stuff like that uh prior to to this project ever really taking off um and hearing johnny frank kind of go on about how you know, he didn't feel the obligation to go out there and just be a road warrior and put his music out online. And now he's like, you know, I got to see him play um, a few months back at a club in D.C. And it wasn't the biggest venue, but it was it was packed. It was mm-hmm. sold out. I'm like, and the energy was just so good. I'm like, this is the kind of thing I realistically want to obtain, you know, with with my music career, just because I'm like, that's that's what really matters to me. Not so much as like, can I pay my bills with that? I don't I don't need that to pay my bills. I want it's more of a of a passion project of anything at that point. What kind of stands out to me, especially in that aspect and what you just said, you know, we're going to see that Bill Murray show. It's not going to be in the most packed, venue, most largest venue and you can think of. But people are there and it's packed. And especially like someone like Johnny is creating that moment where his music is reaching so many people and those people are so heavily connected to it. And the positivity that's radiating in that room night after night is just something that is on a different level. And with your music as well, if you're able to create something like that and you might not be playing the biggest places in the world, but if you are absolutely happy with what you're doing at that point, there's no way that anyone can look at that and say you're not a success because I always look at this success is relative to happiness. If you are happy with where you are in life and what you're doing, because your priorities and what makes you happy and what you connect with is different from everybody else. What I'm doing right now, you know, talking to you on a podcast, trying to make this be my biggest thing. You know, this is what makes me happy. One of my good friends, he he cuts metal and builds stuff for a living. And he's got a wife. They're expecting a kid at the end of the year. And he's one of the happiest people I know. Now, if we traded lives, you know, like, would we be happy doing what each other is doing? Probably not. But we're happy with what we're doing right now. So I look at my friend, I'm like, I can't help but say the dude absolutely hit out of the park in life for what he wants. So you understanding what you want to do with this band and what's going to make you happy with it and not have it be, you know, oh, we have to be the biggest band in the world. We have to be like, and by the end of this, we have to be on under oath level at some point in time. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we just want to go out and play some shows, get people connected to the music and just have a blast doing it. I mean, if you absolutely hit on that, then who's to say, you know, you guys didn't work it. You guys didn't make it. You guys absolutely made it at that point. Yeah, no, for sure. And and honestly, for, for me, it's, it's, it's really just about how many people can I share this with, right? Like, I, I get more excited, like, I know people like get really, uh, you know, bummed out about uh, streaming royalties and everything, right? And like streaming royalties aren't great, objectively, right? I mean, you can make the whole argument that, uh, you know, streaming kind of saved the music industry from completely dying because of the illegal downloads, but that's mm-hmm. a whole nother debate. Um, but uh, at the same time, like seeing people actively like listen to the music I'm putting out, even though I know I'm not getting much 
coming back as a, as a return monetarily, I'm like, that doesn't really matter to me. Cause I'm like, it matters that someone is actually listening and actually gives a shit about it. Like that makes my day, you know? Cause I'm like, I don't need to worry about, you know, how many, you know, shows we play or how many streams we get or how much merch we sell to make sure ends meet. Right. And I'm, I'm lucky to be in that kind of position, honestly. Um, so like it, it kind of lets me focus on what do I want to make and what do I think other people might be interested in hearing, um, then, you know, what's going to potentially sell. <laughs> Again, that makes so much sense from your standpoint too. And you are definitely lucky to be in that position where, just with what you also have done in life, you're not really worried about making sure that the band is going to be that source of income where you're getting up on the streaming royalties, even though, you know, it's like what, like one one hundredth of a penny for a stream. It's just like the most ridiculous little minute piece of what you could possibly get for a stream, and what you could make. And then just going out and having to play as many shows as possible and trying to constantly chase, you know, different numbers, trying to chase different trends. You're just putting out the music that you really enjoy, that you really like, that you really connect with, that you really want to write, that's going to inspire you and potentially maybe inspire others as well. Create this connection, create this happiness within all these other people, and then go forward and just enjoy that. It's You're at a point in time in life where you can absolutely just kind of go off on this, do whatever you want with it, and really focus in on what's going to make me happy, what's going to keep that happiness for myself going, because the happier that, like, if you're going to keep that happiness going... What's going to happen is, is whatever you're writing about in music, whatever your idea is, you're going to take that run with it and you're going to put the most amount of effort in there. You're going to put the most amount of quality that you want in there and you're not going to be trying to like cut corners or chase trends. It's going to be just you unapologetically out there. It's going to be your art that we're connecting with. It's going to be you that we're connecting with. It's not going to be a specific like sound that's like, oh, this is popular now. Yay. Right, exactly. And, you know, it's it's, it's kind of a, a catch-22 with that as well, because, um, you know, I know some people probably have listened to our music prior to the stuff we're putting out now. And, and I would say that our, our music right now is a little bit more accessible than the things that we were playing when we first started. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sure someone would probably be like, well, they're, they're you know, taking influence from these more mainstream artists. It's a sellout kind of thing and everything. It's like, Obviously, we're not really selling out. I mean, but obviously it's it's helped somewhat to reach new people. But it's really just like, no, I, I like what I'm hearing out of this element or I like what I'm hearing out of, you know, this artist over here. And I kind of want to adopt some of that and try to make my own version of X, Y, Z, you know. Um, and I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, you know, because like <laughs> I, I guess my, my taste have kind of changed over the years. Like I still know very much that uh you know where i come from with the metalcore and post-hardcore scene there's a lot of other styles of music now that have started uh appealing to me as i'm just kind of expanded my my palette and not really caring what people think is cool at the time i'm just like what do i enjoy and that's i feel like anyone that grew up in a local music scene knows that feeling of of pressure to adapt their own art to what is popular in that scene or what their friends think is cool and you can't really truly fully admit every single thing that you really like because it doesn't fit in that that niche of your click right um so it's it's been freeing to kind of explore new sounds and and just do whatever the hell we want (laughs) oh that makes a lot of sense too because i think i forgot where i heard this it was something i heard literally today but it was something about as like we are all our own individual selves but a lot of that individuality comes from the influences that we take. So when it comes to music, it's, you know, bands that have their original sound that create this completely new and different sound, they're taking these bits and pieces of influences from all over the place and themselves conglomerating into one and putting it out there. And when you're seeing that change happen, especially I'm thinking about, you know, rock and metal, I think about what happened last year. I think what happened in 2022 when uh, Bad Omens released Death of Peace of Mind and yeah, was it as heavy as some of their old stuff? No. Was there a lot of differentiation, a lot of diversity in their sound in there with different influences? Yes. Did it work? Did it work though? Well, a lot more people got into, a lot more people got into the band and they're still bad omens. And then Sleep Token completely went and did this whole entire more, you know, progressive melodic kind of style and is absolutely hitting off right now. It is going gangbusters for them. And it's like, okay, you're seeing this change, but a lot of that change might be happening because 
people's in ideas change people's motivations change people's influences change as well if you would have if i had been a musician i would have been making music in like 2015 2016 it would have been like a mixture of like butt rock meets rise against that's what it would have been like but as time gone on all of a sudden now if i'm making something i'm like metalcore post-hardcore Woo! but also rise against Woo! like i'm still all like i'm like there's influences change the things that you're connecting right. with change and if you're gonna be making art and making music you know, you're going to pick up on these certain nuances in the music that you're listening to, whether it's, you know, whether it's post-hardcore, whether it's metalcore, whether it's punk rock, whether it's deathcore, whether it's jazz even, whether it's country, whatever it might be, because there are certain instances that are happening there that you're picking up on that are absolutely creating this positive reception to your brain, whether it's something that's, you know, maybe has a negative emotion to it, but you're able to express it in a more positive way by using that piece of influence in your music and then you put it in there and you might be creating something completely new completely different and it might absolutely hit you never know but that's what happens when bands kind of like okay you know the sounds kind of change up a little bit of course there are some that do chasing the trends but a lot of times it's as time goes on we as people change what we like changes what our idea about life is changes so we connect with different things at different points and if you're an artist you're going to express that in your art as time goes on yeah no for sure yeah, I, I think people forget that like people change and that's normal. Like not not just, you know, uh not just not just how we view the world, but like our, our tastes and our influences are are gonna adapt over time. And there's nothing wrong with that. And not everything is, you know, changing for the sake of like a cash grab, right? Like that's what a lot of art that the whole concept of like artists selling out, like. Why, why do you think that artist set out? Because they changed their sound. So I mean, and not, not saying it doesn't happen every mm -hmm. once in a while, you know, like it definitely happens in the music industry because at the end of the day, you know, the people that are doing it full time, it, it is a business. That's how they feed their families, themselves, their kids, you know, <laughs> that's how they, mm -hmm. they put food on the table. Um, but not everyone that that starts changing it up is, is solely doing it for cash grab. <laughs> Yeah, I think about, I remember in 2020 when Asking Alexandria released like a house on fire and it was another album that wasn't like, you know, not the American average. So it's like, okay, let's see what's going on here. And I remember reading this article and their guitarist was talking about, you know, how fans always want what it sounded like at those first two albums when they released not the American average, when they released the final episode and why they're not making music like that anymore. And they said that was what at that point in time. It was 25, like that was like 10, 11 years ago when they were refer referencing this. And they said, as that time has gone on, we're not angsty, you know, angry 21 year olds anymore. We're guys in our 30s. We have families. We have kids. Our worldview has changed. What we like has changed. What our style and what we are influenced by has changed. And that's being reflective in our music as well. Do we still do we still enjoy the fact of the stuff that we made earlier on? They absolutely did, but what they're making now is gonna be reflective of their mindset, of their influence, and their environment. It's gonna come out in their art. And a lot of people are still like, oh man, they changed your sound for the worse. Well, it's because, well, according to that article, it's because that's what they're being influenced by right now. That's what their mindset is. People change from time to time. You know, I look at myself right now, I'm 28 years old. Was I am I the same person at 28 that I was at 18? Hell no. Elbow. Right, exactly, dude. I I feel exactly the same way. Like I, I look back, and I, I've meant I've mentioned this before to, to some people that looking at the music that I've created over the years is kind of like looking at a journal of like where I was at the time. But instead of being private, it's it's very much you know out there and open, right? So there's <laughs> looking back on it, I'm like, man, this is this is wild because I I feel like I'm drastically different. Um, especially for someone like myself that like grew up, uh, in a very closed off and, uh, religious environment. Right. Um, and then coming to where I am now, it's like all my thoughts have just been out there over the years. Some of them make me cringe ridiculously. Right. And then others I'm like, oh man, like that explains why I am the way I am now in this aspect. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy to look back on it. And, and like, people you know need to realize that it's it's normal to change and it's a good thing hopefully for the better hopefully people are healthily changing but 
Yeah, hopefully it's for the better, but that is one cool piece that you're able to have is all the music you've made over the years, you're able to go and take a look back at it and see that it's like a it's like a like you said, a journal. It's like a record of you're seeing being able to see what you were feeling at that point in time because it is out there. The music is out there. You know what those lyrics mean to you, you know what you thought about when you were writing them, you know how it all connected with the music that was being written. So you're able to go back to those feelings, even if it's like, you know, I wrote this ten years ago and it's some of the cringiest shit you could possibly imagine. But I even I, I think about this I when I talked with what was me they talked about you know we wrote some stuff when we were 21 years old and now we have to sing it now and they're sitting there thinking we have to sing this shit like I can't believe I actually wrote this but at that time that's what you were feeling that's what you were thinking so you were gonna write based off of your experience and your emotion at that point in time it's different when you're writing when you're 18 it's different when you're writing when you're 20 it's different when you're writing when you're late 30s even bands that are continuing to write in their 50s and 60s the songs might sound somewhat like have a similar flow to them but the style might be different based on the experiences that band is having and the influence that are coming in I mean you take a listen to the Foo Fighters now they don't sound like they did when the uh, the color and the shape came out in 97 there's different sounds to it there's similarities to it but of course that song that sound is going to evolve over time based off of the experience that people have like you said i'm going to keep saying it people do change bands do change it's a natural part of life we all go through it just because with these acts and with these bands we become so heavily emotionally invested in some of them at certain times because they mean so much to us at that point in time where when we listen to new music, it's we remember what it was like to listen to them back when we were like 13 or 15 or 17. And we always want them to sound like that because we want to have that connection to it. But they're changing. We're changing, even though we might be so emotionally tied to it. When they put out something that doesn't necessarily sound like what we expected, then we get all people get all mad and, you know, off with their heads. They change their sound. Well, you change too. They change too. It just happens. Just because you are so heavily connected to that one sound doesn't mean the band has to stay in that one sound because there might be people that are absolutely connecting with it on a larger scale now than they were 10 years ago. Right. No, I totally agreed for sure. That was something I'm like, okay, I had a thought and I was just rolling with it to kind of bring it all up. And I'm like, man, because you kept saying, you know, people change. We have to, bands change. It's something that is completely lost especially in the music scene again because we're so emotionally tied to some of those older sounds and those older songs that we want to have that emotional connection like we did back then but a lot of times with with artists we're not going to have the same emotional connection we did to them especially in more of our formative years like we're like 14 15 years old oh yeah no i i mean especially someone like myself who grew up with a lot of uh like a lot of emo music and everything looking back on some of those lyrics i'm like oh man i'm like i, I don't think you could write that song today just because <laughs> like some of it's just so problematic and we let things slide <laughs> back then like oh like how did you get away with even getting famous also <laughs> lyrics I'm, I'm not even gonna say any specific artist or anything because like it's i don't feel like it's fair to them you know but it's just it, it is a thing you know you look back and it's like oh this is this feels predatory this feels wrong <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that too, because I know some bands that have, you know, kind of looked back at their old lyrics and have said that too, especially from that emo scene. We're like, um, can't believe we actually said that back then, but yeah. we did. That it was the time. What 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 else? I mean, it, as time goes on, again, they change as well. And I'm thinking about as there's one band I have in my head where I'm like, their first two albums, man, I love those albums. I even love the third one was their best one. Ever since then, I'm just like, I'm completely leaving like the the track on this one. But I even think about it too. I'm like, I'm not going to be one to complain about it just because these guys are getting older. They're changing. They're going through life differently. They have different influences now. Can I still go back and listen to the older, the first three albums and just absolutely enjoy them every step of the way? Absolutely. Right. I still can. And you can exactly. still go see them in concert and you could go see some of those songs and have a blast with them. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been weird for me looking back at some of the, the, I would say some of it was probably just straight up problematic. Some of the lyrics that I've even written, because like um, the bands I played in before were, I always refer to them as Christcore bands, you know, because mm -hmm. growing up in, in a church environment and everything, it's like, you know, what happens when youth group kids make bands, right? And they, they, they write about what they know. And like, it's just so different from my beliefs now. I wouldn't consider myself to be like anti-religious or anything, but I'm definitely not... Um, subscribing to the same thoughts and opinions I had mm -hmm. when I was a teenager or in my 
you know, late teens or early teens. Uh, and it's like, man, like I, I thought that way. I, I had some weird perspectives of the world. <laughs> I literally just had this conversation right before you jumped on a different podcast. And it, it speaks to just, the, again, the change that people go through. When you first wrote those lyrics and you first wrote those, like the Christ Core ones, you're going off of what you knew at the time and what was your experience in life up to that point. Now what you're writing compared to then is going to be much different because your experiences have changed. Your ideas have changed. Your thoughts have changed. Your beliefs have changed based on your own experiences as well. And you brought up a band like Underworld. I think about them. They were considered one of those Christian you know, metal bands as well. And then in 2018, when they released, uh, when they released their album and On My Teeth came out and Spencer yelled fucking literally like in the second line of the verse, first verse, and everyone was up in arms from the Christian. Like, oh my God, they're not, are they not Christian anymore? Well, they, they they change, you know, time goes on, life goes on. They get different perspectives. Their beliefs change. That's what happens. Some, some of the memes about that were hysterical though. <laughs> just like saying that, like, you know, sounds like a, a kid to just learn his first swear word kind of deal. Like <laughs> no, no, no hate at all. Like I, I get it. I think it's, I think people were just kind of really going with the contrast, you know, mm-hmm. of a band that was so uh, not that. And now they're, you know, being, I think more authentically themselves because, you know, that's probably who they were for years and had to suppress it mm-hmm. due to uh, fear of alienating fans or, or, or people that they're, you know, close to. Um, but it, it was pretty funny to see some of the reactions and some of the, some of the reactions were over the top. <laughs> so, some of them really were. Cause when that came out, that was really when I was starting trying to find my way and like what I was going to do in music, what I was going to go with there. And really starting to open up to new stuff. So that was like the first real thing for Under Oath that I heard and saw. And I was like, ooh, this is fun. And I saw everything that was going on. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell did I miss? Oh, man. Yeah, well, and and I'm not surprised coming from like the Christian music world and everything. Like, I, I feel like a lot of them do have to kind of almost live like a, a second life. Like, I remember um, one, of the, one of the bigger shows I got to play back in my old band was uh one of the bigger christian music festivals creation fest down in pennsylvania okay uh, up in pennsylvania i guess for me it's up um but like sitting backstage with some of the bands and everything it's just like the persona they're putting on stage for these kids that are buying their albums is not at all what they're actually like backstage and that's not that's not disparaging you know who they are backstage because i don't think any of them were like bad people or mm-hmm. anything that at least the ones that i was around um there's definitely some really shitty people in the christian music world but like none of the people i encountered at that festival really were were problematic that i I had direct contact with but it was just like they 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 changed up their act a little bit to cater to a certain audience and i thought that was interesting (laughs) that that is a little interesting but i mean and and like you said there's the majority of those people maybe not all those people were genuinely good people it's just the what they were presenting up on stage versus kind of what they were on the you know outside of the stage maybe it was a little bit different because of the the type of music that they were making maybe like think about it from your standpoint growing up in that and just starting out with that maybe that's all they knew but of course as time goes on now they gain perspective but maybe they're saying with that exact same sound that exact same message but as time goes on they gain different perspective they gain different uh experiences so they're at so like their personal lives might change they might start acting right but the pressure to act like that continually on stage and present that to that crowd might be so great where you have to create that disparity between the two. Oh, for sure. That's honestly one of the reasons I'm, I'm actually very happy. I didn't find success. Uh, not, I mean, I found my own little right mm-hmm. pieces of success here and there. Right. But like what I would have considered success for my previous projects, like looking back on it, I'm like, maybe it's a good thing that it didn't happen. Cause then I'm not, I'm not held to, those expectations or mm-hmm. or having to put a front on because you know uh i got successful with this and now if i do that my livelihood's literally at stake right uh, like that that's got to be terrified you know it's like okay i i i made it big with this thing when i was you know 18 years old and for the past 10 years i've been doing this i don't necessarily think the same way anymore but if I change this, what am I going to do? I didn't go to school didn't have like yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly you know it's 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 just uh, yeah, that, that'd be a lot of pressure. So yeah, I, I'm grateful things turned out the way they did actually. So grass isn't always greener. 
the grass isn't always greener, but it seems like for you changing it up, it seemed like the grass was greener on that side. Because again, yeah. it's just the way you're speaking, the way you're talking about your music and the way you know, you're going about your experiences. You're just projecting from a place of your experiences have led to your happiness at this point, And that's where it's really driving it. So in this case, the grass was greener on the other side by going from where you started to where you are now. Again, the journey, the change, it happens. We're a human. Right. That's what happens. Yep. Totally agreed, man. So I kind of want to jump a little bit more into the trauma EP specifically to kind of get see kind of how this maybe comes into play. So when you were writing the trauma EP, what was really the mindset behind this, especially going through and putting the, these songs in a collective of five, especially how you order them? Because I think especially after going through it, how you guys order them from one to five makes these songs work so much better in congruency than just, you know, if you're going to listen to them spattered here, spattered there. Of course, they're good songs. You can listen to them on one off, but the experience of listening it from top to bottom for this EP is absolutely fantastic. That's I appreciate you saying that for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, obviously the the title is kind of self-telling, right? Uh, trauma, you know, being, you know, kind of focused on traumatic events and, and experiences. And um, I, I know all of us in our, in our band have had our own struggles with traumatic things in our lives or, or mental health struggles, et cetera. Um, for, for me, I, I always kind of get a little weird about getting into specifics because there's a lot of things there that are, uh, you know, I don't like putting everything about my personal life out there. It's like, I already put a lot of my thoughts and opinions out there that, you know, the, the exact context I kind of get a little reserved on, but I've had some, some interesting, uh, experiences with, with everything from family to, you know, uh, religion to, um, you know, just a lot of various life's experiences that shaped a lot of negative things in my life. Right. Um, and after kind of going through several years of, of therapy, cause I really started, um, hitting mental lows and to the point where, you know, it, it was scaring me and I knew it was not, um, positive for those around me. You know, I knew it wasn't good for my friends, my, you know, uh, the family that I do, have and uh you know my my wife as well it's just like i'm not being the best version of myself uh because of all these things i'm letting past situations kind of dictate that so after several years of therapy this is kind of like me taking a lot of those negative emotions and putting them into uh i guess kind of like a first person perspective of how that feels for me right um you know, things like uh, our song Wounds is is one that really kind of messes with me because, you know, writing that, it's like, you know, when you go through something traumatic, um, it feels like, you know, it was so long ago, but it's still so present in your mind. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the lyrics really kind of reflect that. And then like closing out the EP, songs like Scars, it's like, it's a lot of difficulty, but at the same time, it's like, okay, how do I move forward, right? Um, so, and everything in between is kind of just describing individual feelings of, of what those mental health experiences look like. Yeah. And, and open up on this EP as well, because especially from when I took a look at it, one thing I always do when I go through stuff like this is I listen to the music and I always like to try and pick out the meaning of the song and then really look through the song as well and see how the instrumentals really pick up on that meaning, how they drive the emotion, how the vocals do every step in between. And when it was going through it, you know, of course, starting out with wounds, that's something I definitely did pick up on where you're looking at a lot of different pieces of maybe of stuff that happened in the past that is traumatic, but is could have happened a long time ago and just keeps coming back. And then going through a numb, going through, uh, I gotta make sure I get it right, going through cult and then going through heavy, it kind of, it, it does, it kind of brings more of the wound stuff together, but it kind of puts a little bit more in like these specific instances that a lot of people can still relate to. But then once you get to scars, it's like, okay, now it's, you've worked, you're working on this stuff, you're working through this stuff, you're learning how to understand what you went through, how to, you know, work through that trauma and get past it. I recently had a conversation with Joey Arena from the band Outlier, and he brought up some of this stuff as well, where a lot of the stuff that he had gone through in life, it was, there were things that he was doing and it just, that trauma and just like the past, like he kept holding on to it for some, it's like, okay, I went through it. There's a lot of pain here. Why am I still holding on to this pain? What's the reason behind it? 
And like you said, going to therapy to really kind of understand this and work through some stuff. That's one thing he did as well to try and find a way to drop off some of that pain. So being able to hear what he went through, being hearing what what your idea was, especially around the EP and connecting everything together, especially with my thoughts on it and just kind of how I felt everything went. Everything seems to be coming into place to really bring forward the powerful emotion of there's a lot of people that have gone through stuff in life that has caused a traumatic experience that does cause that trauma and that pain to come back. And whether it could be from many different aspects, whether it's something from a, from family, whether it's friends, whether it's you know past relationships, whether it's something that happened when you were in school, whether it's something that happened within a specific religious aspect, it could be anything. But it talks, but it kind of brings forward that you know we've all gone through stuff like this, and that pain can come back. But we can also find a way to work through that pain, go to therapy, find the help that we need, so that we can understand that that pain happened to us and we can find a way to that pain like because when it's trauma that pain's always going to try and find a way to come back but how to in scars in a way it's like you know we have the reminder that it happened but have the reminder that we are so much better off now that we have gotten past it and we have worked from it so that it's like we can see where we were we can see where we are now and we can see how much more positive how better off we are now it's kind of like a reminder of what we had to go through to get to the place where we want to be today yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, thinking about like for myself, there, I definitely struggled with this a decent bit because it's like, well, why did I have to experience X, Y, Z, right? Why, mm-hmm. why did I have to go through this thing? But at the same time, it's like those experiences shape so heavily who you are, the the good and the bad, right? So it's like, you know, this this thing that I might be self-conscious about or this thing that I'm, I, I see negatively in myself, um, you know, might be there but at the same time the things that i might actually like about myself or 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 feel positively about myself i was also equally shaped by those experiences so it's 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 kind of hard to look at something and be like i wish i didn't go through that but at the same time you are who you are because of it um so it, it it's it's really weird to look at that and i know sometimes like um if you have really negative self-view right like and i've i've struggled with that myself for sure um sometimes that just feels overwhelming right but then when you have that upswing where it's like okay but like this is positive like it's it's a it's it's like a yin and yang almost and it's it's never comfortable but um it's 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 interesting nonetheless it absolutely is and that's why like when i when i listen to stuff like you guys did on this ep and listen to other songs that kind of bring out a lot of that similar emotion what helps me with that is i think about my year 2017 because i look at that as the worst year of my entire life but i also look at as had i not gone through all that had i not gone through you know learning that the idea i had for my life coming out of college was the worst possible thing for me had i not gone through a a breakup that absolutely mentally wrecked me and i let that happen to myself gone through depression gone through suicidal thoughts and tendencies if that had not happened and I had not gotten, gotten on the other side, then I wouldn't have tried to find something for myself. I wouldn't have discovered like, maybe I like music. Maybe I'll try this. And I wouldn't be sitting on here talking to you on a podcast and, and just thinking about, man, I love doing this stuff. Like this was, a, this was what I found. This was it for me. Had I not gone through all of that, I wouldn't get to this point in time. Now, of course, before when I was starting to work through all that and I was starting to find more positivity in life, trying to find something, was I thinking about that time frame as, Oh, I wish I never went through this because I would be much happier if I didn't go through that. Yeah, I definitely was. But that, you know, six years later, I'm able to kind of take a look back in the rear view and see, man, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have discovered this absolute love for music and love for, you know, doing a podcast, talking to artists, connecting with them like this and just going forward like this. If that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Who, if it didn't happen, who knows where I'd be right now? I don't know. I could be in a completely different life and not be happy about it, but just by playing it safe and just, Oh, well, I'm just here right now. Not now I'm just doing something completely different than the norm. And I'm just like, damn, this is a lot of fun. So <laughs> it's kind of, again, taking a look at the scar of that. I'm like, dang, it sucked to go through, but by going through it, it led me to the happiness I found today. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it, it can be really hard to, to see that, um, positive perspective when you're when you're in the midst of it right because we Mm -hmm. uh, everyone goes through shit some people more than others right um but 
I, I think that's why I, I, I'm so drawn to uh, making this kind of uh, music so I can put my emotions out there and hopefully someone else can relate to it because I know that like that's always been a good coping thing for me is knowing that other people out there are experiencing similar things and it's not you know you're not the only person it's like part of the human experience to an extent right and some things just absolutely shouldn't be part of the human experience right some things we go through is just awful right um but at the same time no one's ever the only one uh so like uh, part of me making this is like it's equally selfish and also uh you know wanting to to make a resource for people at the same time right because it's it's therapeutic to get your own thoughts out there and, and to talk to people and express these things through whatever medium it may be. Right. Uh, for me, it's, it's, it's writing lyrics and writing music that, that goes with that, you know, uh, but whatever it may be to get that out in the world, it's, it's important to have that outlet and, and realize that, Hey, we can connect to other people that have gone through similar things. Yeah. And by you creating this music as well, it's you, just the way that it's created to, you're helping people connect to you to understand that, you know, like you said, other people are going through these things or have gone through these things. Cause when I took a look into the whole entire EP, again, it has like, it has that post hardcore flavor, but at times I'm like, this is quite malak. It's quite moving in that direction. But when it's an emotional topic like this, I'm thinking about the connotations of the melodic pacing at times, the way the guitars are working, the way the drums are working, the way everything's being pieced together to bring forward that emotion. So if you're trying to hit on that, what I mean, when I listened to wounds, it was like, I knew exactly where you guys were going with this right away. Just by hearing the, the way the instrumentals were being put together in the first verse, I'm like, Oh my God, I know exactly where this is going to go emotionally, not know where it's going musically, but emotionally, I know the direction of this. I know where it's going to come from. And it's comforting knowing that other people have gone through similar things that you have gone through and knowing that they have gone through them and have stuck it out, survived, and have thrived afterwards. It's comforting knowing that. And when you're able to relate to that in music, you're able to feel that emotional power of that piece where you might be in this negative space now, but in the future, that positive space will come back and you will feel that. Music kind of gives you the guide to understand that that's going to happen and that that feeling is there. You can feel it in the music. You might not be feeling life right now, but for that period of time when you're listening to that song or that period of time when you're at that live show, you're feeling it and you know that you can do this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like having things like that to, to cope is, is, is great. You know, it's, it's that little bit of escapism, right. That helps us kind of pull ourselves out of some of the shittier times. Um, I think it's important for everyone to have that. I know for, for me, music growing up was a great outlet for that. Right. Um, especially just kind of digging into stuff where it's like, you know, Oh, I, I, no one really talked about like mental health stuff, especially, you know, 10 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, you know, like, I feel like it's kind of been more of a modern, not a modern topic, but you know, it's, it, it's more common to talk about mm -hmm. now. Right. Um, but like, for me, that was like the only real resources like, Oh, Hey, like there's other people out there that like, you know, are, are feeling this. And even if it wasn't the exact same message, you know, that they were trying to give, you know, if I could read my own meaning into it, you know, it, it still worked. Right. Yeah. And if that's kind of the beauty of music too, where if you're able to make music that is metaphorical enough, where of course you're going to write a made about something that is very specific to you, but if you're able to write it metaphorical enough where we're not going to connect to the exact thing that you went through, but we're going to connect to the emotion of the topic that you went through, the emotion of that, in, of that uh, event then we can relate to it back to ourselves, understand where you're going from it, and then we can connect to the emotion in our heads. We can put our own like experiences in there and connect with it on a deeper level. But you're not making it so abstract enough to the point where we're not able to follow along and understand where that emotion is coming from. It's like you found that sweet spot where people can understand the emotion of what they're going through, but you made it metaphorical enough where they're able to put their own experiences into it when they're listening to that song going through the emotional journey you're putting them on and really feeling it and having it impact them in such a more deep way than you know if it was something of you directly talking about everything that happened to you because unless you went through that exact same thing it's gonna be a lot harder to connect with you on that aspect yeah no for sure
I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something I'm a huge proponent of because every time I think about music and every time I listen to it, it's the bands that find that balance between being metaphorical enough but not being too abstract to really guide us on that emotional journey really takes from that's why i think dave girl said it was like he can be playing in front of eighty five thousand people and eighty five thousand people be singing his song back to him and the reason why they're doing it and the reason why they're connected with that song is completely unique to each person it's that kind of stuff that really makes it like impactful and it makes you understand like man music can have such a positive impact on your life and i even think about when I was going through my crap in 2017, how bad it was. I didn't really want to listen to rise against anymore because the girl I would had dated, I met her at a rise against show. Oh, so and that's my favorite pants. So I was like, okay, I really don't want to listen to this because those negative connotations kept coming back. I decided to go see him live just by myself. I was like, okay, we'll just see what happens. And for that hour and a half, I forgot anything bad was happening in my life. And at that point in time, after that show, I told myself, I feel like things are going to get worse for me. But at least I have them back. At least I have my favorite band back. At least I have that moment to, to like kind of like latch on to and hold on to. It, oh, man, it helped out so, so much. Just making that reassociation with your brain so it didn't have to, you know, uh, be specifically in context of that relationship is, is huge for sure. Yeah, and, and that's why it's like when it comes to live music, why I'm such a huge part of going to shows, even if it's, you know, Say say you're, you you want to go see a band and it's like okay it's your favorite band but I don't really want to go alone I'm like I'm always advocating people to go by themselves because everyone there at that show is going to be there because they are emotionally positively connected with some band on that bill and if it the band's the headliner that you like it's the majority of the people are going to be connecting with that band the positive way it's like a it's it's this emotional experience where. You can have so much fun in that moment. You can just get lost in it and just really enjoy it. And then when it's when that show is over, it's like, okay, you felt that positivity again. You felt that happiness again. And you connected with so many other people around you that just went through that exact same feeling that you did. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like communal healing in a way. Yeah, no, for for sure. Um I mean, hell, like I just a few nights ago I went and uh caught that package with uh Wage War and Nothing Nowhere and everything and and all all the great artists but i have a really specific connection to artists like nothing nowhere um because just lyrically it, it really vibes with me um and you know already had been a long week you know and everything uh you know it didn't really matter what was going on earlier that day at work or you know any of the negative things potentially going on in my life it's like being at that show it's like oh hey like I can forget about that for the next, you know, 30 to 45 minutes or an hour and just, you know, vibe with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think about that because the week before we recorded this, I was as burnt out as all hell. I just m mentally just didn't care, just physically done with everything. And then the Friday, that Friday night, I'm like, you know what? I, I got tickets to go see a show. I'm going to go see it and see what happens. And it was like, it was like a shot of adrenaline or a shot of energy just got sent right back into me. And I went to go see, uh, it was Wargasm UK, Vended, and Bloody Wood was headlining. And just the way the crowd reacted to Bloody Wood, just everyone was so into it. And everyone was moving around like crazy, having a blast. It was like, it was just that positive energy shot that I absolutely needed. And I'm like, man, I am happy as all hell. I'm ready to get back to going and doing my stuff. I'm re-motivated once again. It, it, it's, it's that kind of experience where you're just like, you know, when people say music saves, it absolutely does. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. And, you know, it, it can sound silly sometimes, right? Like some there's, there's like the memes and everything where people take it too far, you know, mm -hmm. um, but it, it really does have, you know, an emotional and, and psychological impact on you. Right. Um, and I, th I think that's something that we can't really undermine. And it's not, you know, music has a special connection that way for, for a lot of people. Maybe it's not music for some people. Some people, you know, might be having uh an emotional connection with something else. And I, I don't know, whatever, really whatever gets you out of that negative headspace is in my opinion, a net positive. That's a great way to put it. Whatever gets you out of that headspace is absolutely a net positive. It, it turns us into something where we can actually like look at life and like smile again. We can enjoy it again. We can just find the happiness that's in there and really just be open at like open to the experience once again. Cause I'm thinking about, you know, going all these shows. It was before I started going to shows by myself, I was like, Oh no, I don't want to do this. This is weird. But now I'm just, 
by going to shows by myself, I've met so many great people. I've become friends with so many great people. I've seen so many great bands. I've discovered so many new bands just by going and saying, you know what? I want to see this one band on this bill. They might be opening. Yeah, this band is headlining. I haven't seen them yet. Let's go check them out and see what happens. And then just, whoa, just that positivity just gets you. And it's just, man, I I, I feed off of it. It's it's crazy. And so then, of course, listening to the trauma EP, just kind of be able to like listen to it in a different way and kind of contextualize everything once again to see for myself like understand again the stuff i've gone through yeah some of the stuff has sucked some of the stuff has been terrible some of the stuff does come back in my head i'm thinking man that was that that hurt but then i listen to a song like scars and i'm like man you know i got i somehow got through all that and look at where i'm at today and i look back at that not no longer as a pain point but i look back at that as a reminder of where i was to where i am now and how, you know, if something else comes up, I take a look at back at that point, I think how bad it was. I'm like, nothing's going to be able to keep me down because not, that didn't keep me down. A couple of days of just feeling bad. Nah, 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 nah. I still got this. Just kind of maybe go back to music, revert to it. It's just like, ooh, this is good stuff. <laughs> I, I'm really happy to hear that, like, that actually, uh, that came through the way uh because, like, really, that's the way I wanted to, to intend it to be, you know, especially with closing off the EP with scars. Cause like, it still has, you know, a little bit of a, uh, you know, a painful tone, but a positive tone at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I think sometimes we, we, we forget that like, you know, pain might not always go away, but there's a way to put a positive spin on it. You know, um, I've never been someone that's really good at writing positive lyrics by any means. Cause it's like, you know, music is my outlet to get a lot of negative shit out. Um, but you know, I, for once I was kind of like, I want to make sure that like I'm able to at least show there's some positivity there and show growth there. Cause like growth is positive, right? Even if it's painful. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy to hear that it actually came across the way I intended. <laughs> well, just one thing I do not want to, you know, let go before we close this out is listening to scars. And especially when we got to the bridge, and all of a sudden, I started hearing some heavier, unclean vocals coming there. That's the thing that got me the most excited on this EP. But it's the reason behind it, connecting with everything. Because when I listened to those, I was absolutely loving it. Because it kind of showed that that pain that you'd gone through, it can come back at, from time to time once again. But it comes through at this point in time as a reminder and a motivation to keep us going for life, to become who we want to be. Because, again, we can see that that pain has passed. The worst of it has passed. Yes. Times are like, are going to, there's gonna be times where that idea and that mindset, and sometimes, you know, their memories are going to come flashing back, but we've got like, we, you know, that you've gotten past it. You know, you, that because you went through that, you are maybe the happiest person you are today. And you can kind of put a positive spin on it as a reminder of you to be like, you know what? I was once here, but because of going through that and learning more about myself, understanding more about myself and putting more investment in myself, I am at this point here where I'm much happier. So it kind of comes through as, you know what? This is all right. And then it just added a little more energy to the song too. And if I'm big about all like, you know, I want to go mosh. I want to go energy. So I was like, oh boy, I want people to go smashy, smashy during this song. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. I got one more question before we head out, Brennan. And it's once the EP comes out, of course, because by the time this episode releases, the EP will be out because by the time we're recording this right now, we got about like two hours before it's about to come out to the rest of the world. So once it's out there, what is up next for Hostel Array? What do you guys got planned to come next? If it's shows, you know, I know you said you're working on more music after this because now you got this, this uh, EP finally out. Like what's next on the agenda for Hostel Array in 2023? So I think definitely um, doubling down on the writing and recording process for sure for the next thing, because um, I, I have to stay busy in that sense. Um, like I said, we don't we don't play as many shows. We've got some things we've got lined up for later in the year. But um, as far as like the writing process goes and everything, I already have I'm already sitting on like five demos that I'm really, really excited about. So uh, hopefully can get those refined and, and ready to record sooner rather than later. And I'm also excited because it's kind of, you know, we, we played around with, with sound a lot on our sound a lot on this EP. And I think we kind of brought a little bit more of the slightly more aggressive roots from our first album back for some of the songs that we're, we're writing right now. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how that marriage comes together of the sound that we've progressed to and then 
picking certain aspects of our roots and bringing those together. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. Well, I'm going to be excited for that as well. Cause as we talked about, you know, people change, sound change, influences change, and you guys are working on, you know, the sound you have now just continue to evolve with it. But then looking back at what you guys used to do, maybe, Ooh, this will fit. Maybe we like, we're connecting with this now for this piece. Let's see what we can use that in here. And you never know. You might end up getting somewhere. You put out a song and it's like, oh, my God, this is the best song of 2024. Holy <laughs> shit. It could happen. It could happen. Hey, man, any, any, especially in the TikTok days, man, anything could happen, right? <laughs> anything can happen. If Baby Shark can become the most popular song in the world, I mean, anything can happen. <laughs> It's possible. Well, Brent, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guests, which is you in this instance, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So my friend, the floor is yours. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, yeah, just find trauma on whatever streaming service you like and uh, just put it on repeat, add it to your playlist. Just check it out. That's all we really care about. So <laughs> just checking out. Now, Sam, this podcast with one, two, three very specific things. So first things first. The Trauma EP is going to be out by the time this episode releases, of course. I've said that a number of times. So you're going to want to go listen to it. There's a couple of music videos out for it. You're going to want to go watch. And when it comes to Hasare, you're going to want to check out these guys' lives so you can get that experience that we were talking about, that positive experience of just, yeah. So what's the best way to do that? You're going to want to follow along with them on their socials so you know when this is happening. But how is the best way to go about that? Because I know you're going to want to look all this stuff up, but you're just going to say, hey, Kevin, can you just put this in one convenient place for us so we can just click the links we want and go from there? Absolutely. Go to the description of the podcast where it says, find Hostel Ray online. There'll be links and labels for literally everything you need, social media-wise, YouTube-wise, where you can find them online, and of course, where you can stream the Trauma EP. It's all going to be there for you. I'm doing all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is click and take it from there. Now, it's time for number two, Brandon. Whenever I've guessed in the podcast, I enjoy having the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say, Thank you for being on the podcast, and I would like to continue to support the band in any way I can. And this is how I like to do it. So my promise to you is going to be a when, not an if. If implies it might not happen. When implies this is going to happen. We don't have a day or time yet. When I can see you perform live for the first time, I'm going to channel my inner Liam Neeson from Taken where I will look for you. I will find you. And I will come up to the merch table and say, hey, Brendan, first round's on me. Love that. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, now it's time for number three. I cannot know good conscious and this podcast by saying goodbye because, hey, man, I made a promise to you and this conversation was fantastic. So is this the only time I want you on the podcast? No, I want you on once more, twice more, three times more, wherever we can get you back on again in the future. So can this be goodbye? Nah, I don't want to speak goodbye. I want this to end by saying this. I'll see you later. Yep. I'll see you then. Well, folks, this is my interview with Brendan from the band Hostile Array. And now it's time for Kevin's final thought. I think the biggest thing we need to really take from this podcast is the concept of change. And we had talked about the concept of change in two different aspects on this one. The first aspect we talked about concept of change is from the artist perspective. And yes, talking to Brandon about it, what he grew up writing when he first started, man, that Christian Corsell versus what he's writing now and what he's going to write in the future, of course, is going to be different based off of his experiences, the experiences he had up until he was 15, until he was 21, until he was 28, whatever it might be. Those experiences and those influences over life, of course, have changed his perception, have changed his ideas, maybe have changed some of his beliefs and values. And going forward, of course, we all have had that happen to us as well. I am not the same person I was at 18 years old. If you're, you know, 23, 22, 24, you are not the same person you were at 18 years old. If you're in your 30s and 40s, you're not the same person you were when you were 25. If you're 18 years old, you're not the same person you were when you were 13. People change because of their experiences because of what they go through life it is a natural progression and as bands continue to grow as well more than likely their sound is going to have some sort of change to it take a look at bad omens yes what they did with the death of peace of mind in 2022 is not what they did on their self-titled debut in 2016 but it but you can still tell it's bad omens that's the key there so it's the thing is just being open and accepting to that change from artists because we go through those changes as well. And the second thing is just the change that happens between the stuff that you go through in life and you know coming out the other end of it. We talked about pain. We talked about trauma. And we talked about how on the trauma EP, how 
Brendan really explains a lot of that, especially in the first four songs, in that final song, Scars, how we take a look at that and find a way to make it into a positive for ourselves. I've done that myself with what I went through in 2017. Had I not gone through all that crap, had I not gone through learning that, you know, me thinking I was going to work in a corporate job and just kind of go through life and just, you know, do whatever was not for me. I thought that was for me when I was 21 and 22, but right when I got out of college, that was not it. You know, I had a breakup that really wrecked me mentally because I let it wreck me mentally. And then depression and suicidal thoughts and tendencies did dip in. But if it wasn't for going through that and getting past that, I wouldn't have discovered that I needed to find something for myself to make me happy. And what made me happy was music, was going to concerts, finding out that I love going to the mosh pits and starting something for myself, which then turned into the Chord Progression Podcast. Taking a look at this episode right now, this is our 416th episode. I mean, what? not many podcasts get past like 10 or 20. We're at 416. And I really don't feel like stopping. I still get a lot of joy out of these. So I take a look at that and it's just like, man, that's still stuck to go through, but I'm still rolling with it. And... If you want to really embrace that and really get an understanding of that, make sure you check out Hostel Ray's EP Trauma, which is out now. Best way to get in line with Hostel Ray is to go to the description of the podcast, which is find Hostel Ray online, links to their socials, YouTube, where you can stream the music, where you can visit them online and find live shows when they're going to be playing in your area. All in the description of the podcast, so go check that out. Make sure you also follow along with the Corporate Rush Podcast. We're primarily on Facebook and Instagram, so you can get all the great content there, all the great short content, all the great stuff we're doing. You want to connect with us, you want to talk with us, send us a message, or you know who's answering that message? This guy is, so go and do that. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on that button on YouTube that's right over there somewhere. Hit the like button as well, so these bu- these videos do better in the algorithm, because... Don't you want to see more of this stuff like this? Do better in the algorithm? Come on, you know you want to. So hit that like button. Also, if you're following on Spotify Podcast, I heard you or Amazon, hit that follow button or subscribe button. Any bit helps. So I want to thank you all for that. I truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart because it's what I love to do. So I really, really thank you for supporting. Also, thank you, Phoenix Fitness, for sponsoring this podcast. So I'm use the code CPU20 at FS.com. Thank you, uh, Phoenix Fitness, description of the podcast. Thank you, Brendan, once again. Let's make this release the best one ever. Well, by the time this re- comes out, you know, we'll be able to look back and then be like, Hopefully, Kevin was right. So on that note, that's good you guys. Thank you for listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. It's a big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all! Yeah!